Hey, this is Matt from the Jimmy Lewis Off-Road Riding School, and I just wanted to let you know that we have online Learn to Ride Boot Camps available now at jimmylewisoffroad.com. These boot camps give you lifetime access to our online Learn to Ride curriculum, and you'll get a month's worth of Zoom meetings with me, where we'll go over the drills that you're performing and how you can improve. This gives you the closest experience to getting an in-person class with me as you can without actually having to come out to Pahrump, Nevada. So head over to jimmylewisoffroad.com slash online courses and check it out today. Now, here's the show. My name is Jimmy Lewis. My name is John Perkins. And this is the Better Rider Podcast. This is a podcast we do at Jimmy Lewis Off-Road where we try to go over some tips and techniques uh, to help you become a better rider. We like to uh, introduce you to some of our staff, just talk about how we do things. And today we have with us John Perkins, who's better known as Big John. I've been called once or twice. And what we're going to talk about with John, of course, is how bigger or larger riders should uh, ride. What the techniques are, what you have to do to adapt to fitting on, we'll call a smaller motorcycle. Uh, They're all small at some point in my life, but uh, yeah. And I can can relate to this too, um, not because... I'm perfect at, you know, five ten, five nine and a half, whatever I am, and maybe a little bit on the on the heavy side for that weight, according to some studies or surveys. Uh I ride a lot of mini bikes. And we're talking, you know, like one twenty five cc uh kids bikes, you know, the the eighty cc small size, wheels, eighty five small wheels and stuff. And I've been doing this forever. You know, I, I, I remember when I was racing, I felt I was too big for an eighty. And I really wanted to get to 125, and I was really at that time too small for a 125. But what kid doesn't want to ride the big bikes? Mm. So I have some experience, and of course, you being how tall? Uh-huh. Right about six four. Six four, and weight? Oh boy, that's uh, it's probably about two sixty five right now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. A true two sixty five too. That's all that's, muscles. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Mostly. So, so, and what were you when you back when you were teaching with us? You were probably what two. 20? No, no, probably 240. 240. Okay. I've, I've, I mean, I've, I've pretty much always been overweight for everything. Linebacker but, size. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So John used to teach with us. He got a, a regular job that unfortunately requires him to work on weekends. But most weekends, most unfortunately. Weekends. And so he can't come out and teach, although he does uh, show up occasionally. So what we are going to go over is, and, and I know this just from a lot of just the, the, I'll call it the, the chatter. Everybody that's a large rider thinks they need bar risers and they need to lower the pegs. And they, there's a lot of bike setup stuff. And what amazed me about you is like back then it was like, no, I don't want any of that. I don't like that. Well, well for years there, it was, it was so easy to go the route of spend money to try and get more comfortable on a bike. But back then we were, we were riding a lot of bikes. I was helping with the class a lot. So I had not only did I have a lot of motorcycles at the time, I mean, I, I didn't have a lot of money, but I, I had a lot of interest in different motorcycles. So at the time I had, you know, five main bikes that I rode all the time that were all different brands. And at the end of the day, it was, you know, as a teenager, you know, early twenties, I couldn't afford to put lowering pegs and suspension and big bar risers. And I, I, I couldn't toy with every single bike. I just didn't have enough money for it. So I had to learn how to, be okay with the bike being small and in turn it actually just kind of taught me how to ride a bike where I didn't like that type of stuff. I, I felt awkward being too far 
up in the air or, you know, my, my heels would drag the ground. Cause of course, when you're this size, your feet get large as well. Yep. So you lower the pegs. Now your feet drag the ground, you raise the bars and, and now you have so much weight up in the air that it pendulums the bike awkward. And I, it, it, just kind of learning to work through how to ride a bike in a stock configuration, it, I think it made me a better rider at the end of the day. And it also kept for, me from spending frivolous amounts of money on stuff that was in turn useless for me. Yeah. And then you could hop on any of the bikes that we had here. We do a lot of product testing with dirt bike tests. So we had stock mm -hmm. bikes coming around and we want to have bigger riders ride them and we have small guys ride them as well. And this is just part of the testing that we do, yeah. but it's because some bikes definitely fit better than other bikes. Oh, for sure. For sure. Especially when you start kind of bouncing back and forth between bikes and it's like, you know, you get the Hondas that kind of have a bigger cockpit in the later years. And then you get the the KTMs and Escobarnas and stuff like that, that, that kind of cramp you up a little bit. And, and you, you can get away from a lot of that type of stuff by again, throwing money at it, but you don't get the true kind of feel for a bike. I don't think you, you, there, you lose a lot of input with the handlebar risers. Yeah, it changed. It, they, they really spend a lot of time. And and I am still surprised that a manufacturer hasn't done what the mountain bike industry has done and make a small, medium, and large chassis. I, I think that, that, I think some, a smaller brand could kind of do this, you know, like a beta or something could, could, and they kind of do it with their cross trainer, you know, uh, that's yeah, a smaller no, that's, frame. That, it, it's that small. And, it's percentage based downsized yeah. instead of, you know, cause you, you run it, like you said, you ride a lot of, you know, pit bike style bikes. Right. And you know, they never like the Honda 50, they never did a good job of downscaling that bike properly. <laughs> they just kind of put two small, same size tires on them and no offset in the forks and the geometry was wrong. So they were kind of death traps. You know, they, right. they hurt a lot of people that way when, when big guys got on them because they weren't scaled down properly, but, but beta did fantastic with the X trainer because they, they kind of took 10% yeah, off. I of could, it. I could see where, like I said, I could see where a manufacturer could kind of stretch the frame out a little bit, you know, just get it right. And then, and then, and then do the geometry so that it does have a larger uh, cockpit, a slightly taller seat you know, seat to foot peg is higher. And, and then in reality, some of the adventure bikes, if you put a tall seat on them, they actually start fitting you because mm -hmm. the handlebars are already farther mm -hmm. forward because there's that big tank. Yeah, they've given, there's so much room up there to, to yeah. play with. But So I think what we'll get to is like, what, when you were riding the stock or the standard bike, what were some of the techniques? I know from observing them, you, what were some of the techniques you used to, to fit on the motorcycles? Uh, well, it, it, it's funny we talk about in the school how much you have to use your legs for everything. And it was, it's so much more important as a big guy because you have so much weight above the seat already as is, you know, so when I squeeze a bike, I'm squeezing it with my calves. I'm squeezing it with my ankles. Like I can't use the stereotypical squeeze with your knees because my knees are above the tank. Yeah, and there's, there's air to squeeze and up we've there. we've really gotten away from saying ever squeeze the bike. It's a good thing to do when there's a problem. Mm -hmm. That's, that's so you don't get bucked or, you know, so you can control it better. But you know, if you look at a taller guy, you stand up and your knees are four inches above the seat. Like try to squeeze and exactly you know, the first thing we watch him do is we watch him bend at the knees and try to grip with the tank. Mm -hmm. And it's like that did that help? Yeah. Which <laughs> and so that was definitely something I kind of had to work on a lot was was keeping positive control of the bike with my legs because when you tower over the bike so far. It really, you know, when you look straight down and your shoulders are in line with the handlebars, it's really <laughs> easy to put all of that weight right on your handlebars because it's already there. Yep. So, which as we know from experience is, is a bad thing. thing. You don't want to do that. 
So it, it kind of like emphasized that I have to hold onto the bike with my legs and I had to kind of keep my core tight and rigid to keep my body from forcing itself down on top of the front end. And so what you were doing is you were, you were dropping your ankles so, so I, well, know, that would get me lower. Yeah. That would, would, that, that would kind of help the, the bars come higher. Yeah. So, so that so, would drop a little height off of me, right, so, which so, was easy and cheap. Yeah. So, so easy and cheap, drop, dropping the ankles, kind of swinging the ankles back down a little bit. And then also, you know, instead of bending at the knees, bending at the core, at the hips. Yep. And, and then that's what he's talking about when he's talking about like looking down and seeing the triple clamps or the front number plate, as opposed yep. to looking down and seeing gas tank or seat. Yeah. When you look down, you're almost looking down at the front fender. Like, yeah. And that, that was even, that was even going slow. You know, yeah. that, that wasn't, that, that doesn't account for, you know, body angle at speed type of stuff. You know, that was, that was just my stationary balanced position standing there. Right. And it was, but it was the only way you could do it. And, and. Cause if you stood straight up and let go of the handlebars and you, you'd reach for the bars and they're, they're not anywhere near. No way. No, yeah. they're not even. <laughs> how, it, how, how, cause when I do it, when I stand up, I can get like, I get two to three inches maybe. I, I'm not even feet. Oh, I'm not oh, even within oh, feet. Because oh, well, you got to think. So, so because you're because you're well, if you're standing straight up, you, you know, and I and I'm putting my arms out. It, it like I said, I, there's probably three yeah. So, or yeah. so I'm a big advocate for riding on the balls of your feet. Yeah, like very, very big on that. I don't, I don't like to ride in the middle of my foot at all. It, it hurts my foot, a, eh? and yeah. uh, and also I, I just I feel a lot more dexterity out of my feet, especially in riding boots when I'm farther back on my feet. Right, but. Again, big feet, riding on the balls of your feet and dropping your heels. So that lowers me, but it also moves me back. Yep. So I'm not grabbing a bike nearly as far forward as, say, an average size rider because now my calves are kind of farther back, which, which does limit me to the bikes that I really enjoy. Especially these days as I start getting thinner towards the back of the bike, is I got to be careful with that. Like when, when Yamaha went to the backwards motor, I had issues with it because they had kind of bulged the – the uh, silencer out a little bit there. Right. And that's right where I squeeze a bike. So now it wasn't uniform where I was squeezing. I had one where my, it would kick my right leg out. Interesting. So it kind of threw that bike where I really, really loved that bike and it, it fit me good everywhere except my legs. It would cramp my calf because of how I had to hold on to the bike. Right. So even though I really liked that bike, it just, yeah, so we're so we're dropping the dropping the you know kind of dropping the angles on the balls of feet, and I ride in my arches, which is like kind of in like I say, I kind of go to the balls of my feet when I really need to make the bike do something, mm -hmm. and then I go back to the to, to the arches. That's the most balanced spot for me. But I don't like like we said, you can't really afford to to lose. You're going to gain that height. It's it's a and lot. It puts you up higher, yeah, it's and you think all that weight getting up higher. So then and then and then we're bending at the hips, not the not the knees. And then are you doing anything with the the, the handlebars as far as are you gripping them different um or is it normal and just I, regular I, it, from from everything i've seen over the years with with you and matt and all the other coaches though i i ride from my arms down just like everyone else okay it's i may i probably over grab a little bit more than most people because i'm so much farther you, you know my my i tower over the bars instead right. of coming in on an angle type of thing so i probably run my levers a little bit lower than most or a little bit lower than most, like a regular, yeah, regular, yeah, because yeah, yeah, you're because you're maybe up or, yeah, and 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 all that stuff is just kind of kind of personal, you know, just yeah. the little the little settings, but the one thing that that really can be changed and would and helps larger riders a ton, especially ones that weigh more, is getting the suspension set up. Oh, suspension is such a huge deal in motorcycles, and especially if because most average people 
are somewhere within the spectrum of stock suspension being usable. Right. It's it's close enough yeah, once in you, your yeah, average you get out of like, you know, once you're two pl- 220 plus, I'm going to say, I, I can't see because I, I noticed just for me going from 185 up to 200. I, I can I can tell. Oh yeah, and, no, it's, and, it's and it's still well within the range. Yeah. But if 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 I took that next step, you know, if I went fifteen more pounds from from that, I'm mm-hmm. just going, wow, that's really going to be mm-hmm. off, and I'm picky about it. Which and the thing is, like, so obviously you know that your bike handles weird and does weird things, but it also affects how you stand on the bike and sit on the bike, because when you when you climb onto a bike and you're way overweight for it. And you sack the rear end down. So yeah, because you're, you're generally farther back. So you got more you, weight back. Well, because your legs are so long, you can only bend your legs so far. So right. it's, it's hard to get comfortable up on the tank. I mean, you, you learn to deal with it. But when the bike is soft and it sags in the back and it kind of choppers the bike out a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, we know that's going to make it push. Yeah, even when, even when you're sitting. And, and here's the thing is when, you, when, when you're sitting, you're sitting in the middle towards the back of the seat. Mm-hmm. And this is – it's even when you try to get – I mean, you can get forward, but you're not going to sit forward because you fold up like tent stakes. Yeah, yeah. I, I can do it to turn, but right. I'm not going to do it for – Yeah, all the time. Know. So when you sit down, all your weight's in the back, and it's it's really taxing the the, 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 the suspension. So the suspension squats out. So number one, you lose all the, the plushness in well, the suspension. So Number so one. And then ride, number two, the bike turns into a chopper. So ride quality-wise, you lose a lot. But where you also lose a lot is – is your endurance because think about it if the bike has now become sloped on the rear end mm-hmm. how do you hang on to it if you're <laughs> sitting on this thing it's <laughs> the trying, no longer flat it's, it's already trying to kind of slide you off the back so now all of a sudden you find yourself holding on with your your hands because you're like oh i'm trying you know it feels right. like you're doing a hill climb all the time but i never i never i don't think i i ever saw you i'm thinking back i don't think i ever really saw you sitting down when we've been riding no. All the times we've been riding, no, it's I've horrible. Never, yeah, I've never seen you it's, sit down. Even even if I sit towards the back of the seat, my legs are still at a, you know ninety degrees or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or acute. <laughs> you know, there's there's no, they're not. Yeah. yeah. So 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 what we're talking about suspension is you have to get the suspension sprung for you, and 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 it's really critical in the mm-hmm. rear. And then the problem is is that the suspension is balanced, and as you go up in the rear, you're going to need to stiffen the front because it'll yep. start pushing down more in the yep. front. And this is something that there's there's charts for there's spring rate charts there's there's a lot of information about how to do it properly but but you, and you can some people can just throw throw springs on it but you got to remember the the rebound dampening starts going mm-hmm. out the window when you start throwing springs at it especially once you've gone up about two rates your clickers aren't going to do the job they need to do to slow yep. that down Spr- springs will get you tenfold yeah but the valving will get you that last the the bit that truly makes a difference right like you, you you you'll get that massive jump where you go oh my goodness this bike feels like a totally new machine it feels like i feel comfortable on it it feels better it's not doing weird stuff anymore but it's, it's that valving that really kind of puts you over the over the toe of really good handling bike so we're going to get into to to the bar risers in a minute which mm. and I, i'm not i'm not a big fan of and you you weren't and you changed a little bit and i totally agree with you by the way so so we're, we're gonna hit that but in in the in the in the importance of things uh bar risers or suspension oh suspension okay suspension way more money it's the most expensive thing you will ever do to your motorcycle right yeah it is as far as a bolt-on yeah, yeah, yeah it is it the most far, expensive yeah. thing and it could, is could by be. far the first thing you should do yeah and if it's the only thing you can do, it should be the only thing you do. So it's and most bikes is probably 
fifteen hundred dollars to to get your suspension sprung and valve. And that's that's dialed. That's that's set right. up ready to go. Right. But even if I mean, if you're just a big guy, and and so like back to the suspension thing. So obviously, there's the suspension rate. So you've got, you know, the amount of that it'll hold up and say you're a bigger guy, let's say 240 pounds. Well, there's a reason that when you do the calculations or if you go to a suspension shop, they ask you how tall you are. Because not only does the weight matter, but also your height matters because you got to think is I'm pendulum, you know, penduluming. And that's what I say. When you sit down, you're sitting down on the back. Or even when I'm standing up. Yeah, you you can stand up and throw a whole bunch of weight up over the front. I can move weight like you cannot. Right. So – it, it, that all kind of factors in on the, you know, you can be undersprung a little bit, but if you're tall, you can be undersprung a lot. Yeah. And you can make it worse or you can, you, you know, you can move your body around and make some things better, but it's, it really does make a difference, especially when you're even, you know, tall, light guys have this pendulum effect Yeah, and, but heavy guys really attacks the suspension. So now let's get into the, the bar risers. And we were talking a few minutes ago, you brought up that you said now that you're not riding as much, <laughs> you start noticing your core getting tired when you're in your kind of standing position a lot. Yep, because it's it's funny as a tall guy, your your casual, comfortable standing position tends to look a lot more attack position for most, right? Because of how you have to stand. Because I'm not going to give up my legs for anything because that's that's my that's my hundred percent. That's what's holding right. me on. That's what's holding me up. And and, so, you, and you don't want to tire them out by doing a squat. You're no, not going to squat no, no, down no. the if, bike. You're, yeah, you're if standing I up if I start squatting on that thing, I yeah. mean, this and this this goes for anybody. You don't want to bend at the knees. You want to bend at the hips. Yeah, yeah. You want to you want to be comfortable in that part down. There's your strongest muscles, your longest lasting muscles, but also the ones you can burn out the fastest. Right. But if you want to have a good long fun riding day you cannot afford to give those up it's yeah. it's you're going to give up control you're going to give up comfort and you're just going to have a rough time okay so you've gone to bar risers explain why so i've gone to bar risers <laughs> so and anyone who's ever taken a class with me knows my take on bar risers well you I'm, said you hated them i have hated them for my whole life they yeah. were, like i said they didn't they didn't work in my world well now fast forward 10 years or so it uh i'm i'm older I'm fatter. Six years. I've well, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no. yeah, six years. Six years since since you've been riding well, a lot. I don't know about not that. Not ten. Oh, since I've been not riding a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so you know, I, it used to. I I didn't relate that well to people, even though I could talk to them and talk them through it and and help people understand it. But I didn't relate that well to it because I rode every other day you know i rode several times a week for a long time and my muscles were you know conditioned to do what i was doing it was how i stood on the bike how i how i functioned on a bike well fast forward now and i ride every other month if i'm lucky type of thing so i i've lost a lot of that conditioning and i can't stand in that position anymore my legs for all day in, in order for me to get my legs comfortable I have to be tense and tight in the stomach and I have to be tight in the upper back. We say tight in the core. Yeah. Tight in the core. Yes. And so now I've risen my bars a little bit. Still very, very, very little rise. Yeah. Like not, not, not the three. No, no, no. Yeah, half, but a little. And it makes I, a big difference. I have a half inch rise on yeah. both of my bikes right now. Uh-huh. And I love it. Yeah. I, it doesn't – It it's not enough to give up control, like the the big giant four-inch risers put, type that thing. That put you back. Push you in weird yeah, positions. Yeah, they, don't and, allow, and, they don't allow you to get forward yeah. and they push you back most of the time. So 
when when John explained this to me, when he said, "Hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm out of condition and stuff like that," and and the, what was the what was the one thing I said? I said, "What's the biggest difference between you riding then and now?" Oh, speed. The speed you're going. Speed. And yeah. you think about it when when you know the more the more aggressive you go and the more forward you are, you mm -hmm. know, there's your bar height. You're, you're basically riding it now at a speed that's yeah, you, a half an inch farther back. You're, mm -hmm. you're getting into old man speed. <laughs> I've got two kids. It's, you know, yeah. it happens, you know, yeah. but, so, but, so, but I like that because it's, I feel like, I feel like now I'm going to have a much better time talking to people about uh, 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 you know, taller riders. Cause you can about understand, how, you understand. A little well, now I understand right. both sides of it instead of being the young guy that really just understood that and, this and works. And, and by talking to you about this, you know, knowing how, you were, you know, anti bar riser guy. And I'm like, okay, well, at least there's one tall guy in the world that agrees with me. But, but I, and, and get, don't get me wrong. I, I jokingly say I hate bar risers. I don't hate bar risers. I hate it when people go instantly to the three inch it, exactly. tall bar risers. And there are some bar, and most of my adventure bikes have slightly taller mm -hmm. or, or have it have a bar riser of some sort on them because they're also designed to be ridden sitting down. Yep. And when I stand up, all of a sudden, I can't reach the bar. They're flat. They're low. They have no sweep. Yeah, yeah. So they tend to be. Yeah. yeah, they're they're not in the right position. So so you know I do use bar risers and and but I want you to get them for the right reason and I want and and it's not because you're tall. It's because I want you to get them because it's going to put you in the proper body position. Exactly. And most people get them and then then they're in this weird awkward. We call it pelvis forward upright position where if well if you they bring can't, they can't even anticipate what's going to if they turn the throttle they fall off the back of the motorcycle and, and, they can't even fall into the motorcycle and that's the thing is it's hard because especially if you go to the internet and you look up riding tips right you're right. You're, you're only ever going to get enough to mess you up <laughs> you're never going to get the full remember thing. this is an and, internet show and it's for free Oh, <laughs> but, this is fair, but I do know of a great class you could take that you know right. would would iron out a lot of these issues. But it's and and we always tell people it's like come and take the class, then start working on the ergonomics. And on, there's on the there's motorcycle. money to there's money to spend. There's always money to spend right. on motorcycles. You can find it anywhere and everywhere you want, but just try your best and I, I tell everyone this is try your best to figure out what you're doing why you're doing and how it's going to affect you one thing at a time it just it, <laughs> one thing at a time if you because we've had people in the past that show up that are that are towering over me you know it's six nine you know just monster people and they they you tell them hey well, you need to stand upright that way it's taking load off of your legs so your legs last longer so you know, they get the handlebar risers that are four inches and then they get the, the CR high bends that add another two inches. And the next thing you know, they're, they're standing there and it's almost comical looking because they're back straight with their hips and their legs and they're standing straight up and down on a motorcycle. Yeah. But they can't do anything from that. They give it a little bit of gas. They, fall, they fall off the yeah, back. And they, so, they, and they, and I mean, when they're when they're standing up, in the, they're 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 nice. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you, way up there. You, you get a little bit of exhaust or a, a you know a little bit of engine brake on a four stroke, and it throws them over the handlebars. <laughs> and it's they're in such a they're balanced for going zero miles an hour. Right. And but we're very rarely riding it. It just doesn't zero. happen. That's why. That's why that. when you stand up on your bike in the shop and they put it on a stand, you say, "Oh, look, your bars are short." It's like, well, I don't ride like this. And and as you start riding faster, you you do tend to start leaning. You know, as you accelerate yeah. harder, you you lean into it. You, it, I don't, I don't even think you, you don't really lean in it. You fall into it. You and then fall the bike, into it. And then it the bike catches you. you back up. A little, little of that comes from wind. A little bit of it yeah. comes from momentum and, and the power and, of the bike. You know, pushing underneath you. And generally, when you're going that speed, you don't need to be. 
hanging onto the handlebars because they're almost in your lap. Mm-hmm. It, you know, the, the bike you're steering with your feet, not, and that's that's the yep. thing is people start steering the bike with the handlebars, and when you when it feels like your hands are down underneath you, you know, like this, you don't feel like you have any strength. It's like you don't, and you're not going to get to because yep. you're not going to need it. But and and that was the thing with you know my my pre bar riser days is I was learning that you know there was definitely pos- you know there was definitely positions and times where it was unfavorable to have really low bars you know to have stock height sure. bars and it would have been in like the super slow technical sections where you know maybe I had to bend a little bit more you know I was bending more at the hips to get down to the bars to keep weight off of them to do really technical stuff right. but it was it was worth the trade off for what I was getting in the end. Okay. And so the next thing for a tall guy that doesn't sit down, tall seats. I don't like them. I still don't like them. <laughs> still don't like them. I still and don't I'm like them. I'm a short guy that likes tall which, seats. Like, oh, you ought to ride my Tenere, yeah, by which the way. I, I got saw a tall, it's nice. Which, so it's funny. I I had a KTM 530 a while back, and it's the only bike I've ever had with a tall seat on it, and I could not stand it. It was a dual sport. It had a license plate on it. I rode it on the street. Yeah. And I loved it on the street because it was tall and it didn't bend my knees nearly as much. Right. But it was – and maybe it was me not giving it a chance to learn it. But I would go to ride it aggressively because it was still a KTM. It was yeah, still yeah. A, a dirt bike. And I would go to ride it aggressively off-road and I would I would go to like lay it into a corner. And it, it I felt like I couldn't move couldn't on the bike. Couldn't get down into the pocket. Yeah, it, it, it made me feel like I was riding a pit bike almost. Right. Like it, it, it made the bike feel smaller even though – I know the idea of it was to try and make the bike feel bigger or bigger for, you know, a big guy. And all it did was make the cockpit feel smaller. It, it pushed me forward a little bit because now my knees were still kind of wanting to be in the same position. But it, it slid me forward a little bit on the seat and it picked me up like I, I almost felt like my lap was and there's, on top of the handlebars. There's some stuff in seats now like they have gull wings. They're like these seats that have these things you can grip on. Yeah. And some of the seat concept seats have this, you know, kind of it's it's the it's the fat part where you're supposed I, to sit on it. Those but it, it just <laughs> you're able to kind of grip them. Yeah. And and the, so there's and I and I run the tall seats on my adventure bikes because they're generally they try to m- make them low for low people you know small people mm-hmm. and I, I don't i don't i don't sit down when i'm turning i rarely sit down when i ride mm-hmm. it at all except when i'm cruising and then i want that comfortable tall seat that my legs don't bend so much on and one other thing i wanted and we're gonna like we always do in the show we're gonna give you a tip a free tip Ooh. yeah you're gonna get to give well, i get to tip. give a tip yeah. uh Ooh. but the um the, the other question was it's real easy for you to put your feet on the ground mm-hmm. so us small people that can't reach the ground we can't touch you can put both feet down but you don't do that very often. No, no. It, it starts the crash. <laughs> but believe it or not, it, that wasn't instinctive. That is, of all the things that I've had to learn and relearn riding motorcycles and then in turn in the future riding motorcycles properly, right. was th- that was the single hardest thing for me to learn or and or unlearn the, the the bad habit of stop putting your because my whole life i mean it's, it's, so I, it's not like i became this size when i was an adult you know <laughs> I, I i was always a big guy a big kid and so i didn't matter what i was riding i could put both feet on the ground and i could do it easily so right. it was that was something i had to make second nature was to never put both feet on the ground. Don't do it. It's bad. It, it, you, you give up everything. Right. You give up all the bike control. And yep. I always say that's when you've begun the crash. And when you practice it all the time or you get comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. And especially we tell the, tell the tall guys, I know you can do it. Just don't. Because, you know, if you're on an adventure bike, the legs come out. The one that hits the ground first gets kicked back. And next yep. thing you know, it's underneath the pannier. Yep. Bad times. 
you know, on the, on the, on the dirt bikes, you know, you see the rudders come out and then like, how are you controlling that thing? But you're, you know, you're not, you're, you're not, not. It's, it's, it's going to do whatever it wants yeah. with you. And how are you going to get off of it? Yep. <laughs> you're not, yep, not going to eject by doing a push up off the handlebars. Yep. Because at the end of the day, I mean, you, you can, you can have all the technique in the world. I've watched you do it time and time again, but yeah. sometimes not well, saying, not tell, saying, tell me, tell me I'm doing, I'm wrong. not saying this is a proper <laughs> riding technique, Yeah, but sometimes you need a little gumption to make it do what you couldn't make it do. We're not, we're not perfect. Right. Well, you might be, I'm not no. perfect. So when something goes wrong, sometimes I have to put that, you know, hundred percent of John into it and make it do what I want it to do. It's not the right way to do it. It's not the way to, but it is the way to keep me from hitting the ground. Sometimes yep. you, you, know, some, you, you have to have that and, backup and just in case. And the best place to, to put that is through the foot pegs. It's certainly not on the ground. Nope. And the ground's and, never going to And it's, you're not going to get that much out. I mean, the handlebars are great to push, tug, pull, twist, do it mm -hmm. when you need to. But if you're doing it all the time and then you need to, what, what yep. are you going to do? And That's, generally once, I always say, watch all the videos, watch the videos. When the legs come off, the crash begins. And I just saw a great one the other day. <laughs> uh, I I, I need, we need to get these things and put them in a, in a reel and go break. We'll do the crash breakdown. And it always starts with the feet come off the yeah. foot pegs and stuff happens. So, so years ago, so story time with John years ago, we were on the dry lake bed during the class and it was perfect conditions. It had rained the night before the dry lake bed was tacky. It was not dusty. It was the just hero dry lake dirt. And I was riding the 1190 mm -hmm. and we're, we're kind of simmering down, getting ready to go back for lunch. And I'm bunny hopping this 1190 over a, like a, a propane cylinder, oh, yeah. like a small propane cylinder. Right. And I remember you coming up to me and you went, can you do that in front of the class? And I'm like, yeah, yeah sure. Why not? And it, but it was, everything was perfect. It was like my, my technique was working good yeah. and the dirt was You're perfect. Having a good day. And it was, on day. It was yeah. just an on day. And I go to do it in front of the class and I can't do it. And it's like, I had churned up enough of the dirt around it that it was no longer giving me that hundred percent traction. Yeah. I was getting like 99 and it just wasn't enough. And, and I, I quickly kind of caught myself and I was like, my technique was failing. So, you know, as the percentage of technique went down, the percentage of John strength went up. Uh -huh. And I just kind of started trying to muster it up. And I'm like, I'll just pick this bike up. I'll just do it myself. And it, yeah. it, it never worked. <laughs> it never worked one more time. As soon as everyone was watching me, I never did it again. Yeah, but you can do it all day long on a small dirt bike. I've seen you just, because you can crush a small dirt bike uh -huh. and just the spring of the suspension. I've seen you grab it with your feet and, like, yep. you know, give it a, yeah, yep. it, that doesn't work on, it doesn't work for me on adventure no. bikes. It's all, then it's all technique and finesse. Yep. Finesse yep. and technique. And yeah, you, if you, ha you have the muscles, you can use but, them, but sometimes not. But so that, that. That almost leads back to the just because you can put both your feet on the ground thing. It works in some scenarios, but if you rely on it in all scenarios, it's never going to work for you. Right. It, it's just the, 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 the give and take is never going to be enough. Okay. So we're going to put you on the spot here. If you had to tell other tall riders out there, what is one tip or technique that, that, will, that will help anybody that's tall? Tip or technique? For, oh, man. You put me on the – I wasn't ready for this. Um. I thought we talked about it. I think I think it's the. It, did I we? Before the show, I said you're going to give the tall rider tip. I know, and I, I you oh, know, you did, you I've did, got a lot of tall rider tips. I've been the tall rider tip my whole life. It's, yeah. it's, what do you think the the the, the mo, what's the most beneficial thing? A it's tall it's rider foot positioning. It's foot positioning all day for me because it's what it's the building block for everything that comes afterwards. Because it, it's it's learning to move your foot 
where it's comfortable for you, where you can still get to the controls, where your toe in, because you see a lot of big riders, <laughs> they always get toe out. Right. And the problem with that is that it, when you start adding inches to the width of your motorcycle, like you you want to see a bad day, catch your foot towed out <laughs> on a rut no. and watch it rip your knee off. That is that is terrifying to yeah. me. So I've always been a toe yeah, in you're, guy. You're definitely toe in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm toe in, I'm heels dropped, heels back. And that kind of just it, it sets me up for a good building block. And the good going thing up about that there. tip is it works for all riders, but big riders just pay close attention yeah. to your feet. So hey, if you have any questions about any of the stuff you've heard, um, leave them in the comments. Reach out to us at jimmylewisoffroad.com, and we will get back and answer them. Uh, if you have really good questions, we'll make a whole damn episode about it. Well, might uh, as well trying to explain some of these techniques. You can uh, join us on one of our live classes out here in Pahrump, Nevada. And we also have online schools. Right now, specifically, we have our beginner online training that you can uh, register for on the website. It's a video series. And if you haven't ever touched a motorcycle or you want to refresh yourself with the techniques that are the great foundation to start with, uh, check that out. It's very inexpensive and I guarantee you're going to learn a whole bunch. So for John Perkins, this is Jimmy Lewis and producer Matt over here. Go, man. We'll see you out on the trail. Cheers. Have a good one.